0: Good evening, family. Good evening. T- Tonight is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Man, we've been given the extreme privilege to present God's word to you. As we've engaged with it, we've wrestled with it. We get to do this together and bring it to y'all.
1: On Sunday, we heard a powerful word, didn't we? Yeah. Pride wars. Woo. In that message, pastors Matt, Wade, and Judah gave us great insight into the meaning, cutting the ground out from under deceitful thoughts that cause division. These thoughts work to corrode the progress that has been made in the body, but we are putting those thoughts to death.
0: Are y'all putting those thoughts to death? Are you cutting the ground out from under those thoughts? Amen. We get to do that by banding together as a pride of lions. This is how we go on the offensive. We destroy the the submersive attacks that are trying to creep up and corrode the progress that we're having here in this church. We're going to turn it on its head tonight. Amen? Amen. For the last several weeks, the church has been focused on unity. We've been talking about concepts like a fixed value. Y'all remember that? Are we covered by the blood? Is our value fixed? Can we grow in unity in that? Amen. Your value doesn't fluctuate. Like the stock market. We need each other. Amen.
1: In a second, my computer's going to work. But we've been talking also about not carrying weight alone, so we're sharing a computer right now.
0: (laughs) There's only team lifts. That's right.
1: And what about, how does ministry function right when it's done in teams, right? We need each other, amen? Amen. Have you been experiencing a renewed unity in the house? Yeah. Have you been connecting with brothers and leaders like never before? Oh, yeah. God is doing something amazing in us. He is building a house. So tonight's message is entitled, Dig Down, Build Up.
0: Hey yo, how y'all like that? We're gonna dig down and build up. Let's start by turning to Ephesians chapter two, and we're gonna pick up in verse twenty-two. Say, dig down when you get there. No way. Come on, you got to dig down deep to get there tonight. Come on. <clears throat> we'll be reading out of the ESV tonight. Since Elder Eric's not here with us. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Guys, we are the dwelling place of God. He tabernacles with us. And it's only together that we can become a house fit for him to live. Right? Together, we are a house built as a dwelling place. Before, we were building our own house for our own name, but now we've been invited into something so much bigger, so much greater than that. God has called us out of isolation and working in unity. Where we were once all alone and in despair, we now get to do this together. He's called us into something better. Amen? We are being built together as a dwelling place for God. We aren't the dwelling place for God alone. We aren't being built into houses. We are being built into one house for God
1: One house for God. Are you being built into one house? Yeah. Hey, the house of God has always been his people. Let's turn to Leviticus 26, and we're going to be in verse 11.
0: Say Let's, dig down as you get in there.: yeah
1: say dig down. I will make my dwelling among you, and my soul shall not abhor you.
0: Praise God. Come on.
1: Thank the Lord. And I will walk among you and will be your God, and you shall be my people. God chose to present his glory in all the ways that he could have done it. He chose to present his glory to the world through his people. He chose to teach the world about himself through his people. He picked a people out and formed a nation so that he could show himself through them. God chooses to use people to live in and work through. Amen. This is true for the body of Christ. He's taken us And he's forming us into a perfectly functioning house. He's building us into a house. We are all collectively called to be built into the house of God. So what's that mean? No one person can be the house of God. Just your your little old body alone is the house of God, really? The God that created the whole universe is just living in you? He's living in us. We are collectively called to be built into the house of God. So now we all have an integral part to play in this building project. He's building a house and you've got a part in it. Do you think God's a good builder? Yeah. You think he might have a plan to the structure, but God has a right order and way of doing things. And he's placing us all in the right positions.
0: Amen.
1: Can I tell you you're in the right house? Yeah. If the Lord wanted you to go down the street, he would have sent you there, but he sent you here. <laughs> oh, the Lord has placed you in the right position. You you can just be comfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Just just shake off all that anxiety. Am I supposed to be here? Where's, where's my purpose? How do I fit in? Look, the Lord's got a plan for you, and he's going to reveal it to you. Amen. God's called us all here and put us in this place. So if God's building a house, and you're the house, you're needed to make the house complete. Yeah. Oh, Andrew Tisdale, I'm looking at him right now, drinking that bottle of water. You're needed to make the house complete. What about Steve back there? Steve, you're needed to make the house complete. Asad, you're needed to make the house complete. Tom, we need you, man, to make the house complete. Mr. Fred, we need you
0: to make the house
1: complete. We need each other to make the house complete because we're all part of the house.
0: That's right. As God is building this house, he's using us as the materials, and he has a plan for the building. What that does for us is it alleviates the pressure of us trying to figure things out. It alleviates us of trying to bring to the table what we think we need. It alleviates us from trying to bring our own desires, our own plans, our own scheduling for how things should go. God's got this figured out. He's called you by name. Jaron, he's called you by name here. You have something that this body needs. It doesn't matter if you've been here for a couple weeks or years. God has called you to this place, and he's building you into this house. And look, as you build a house, do you start with the roof? No. Can you put windows up? No. Can you put uh, uh, steps up? No. no. Where do we start? Come on. Y'all know where we're going with this. So as we turn to Luke chapter 6, verse 47, say, dig down deep as you're turning there. Verse 47, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Come on. To build God's house, we have to first dig down deep. You can't build up until you dig down. Guys, it sounds counterintuitive, right? You want to just get right to the building. Why would you start digging down deep? Because we need to get down to a firm foundation. You got to put in some work. You got to put in some labor. You got to put in some hours so that your structure doesn't topple over when storms arise. Amen. If we are building God's house, then we're being called to dig deep to secure a firm foundation.
1: So let me explain a little bit. When we say dig a deep foundation, I love my brother here. Me? I love Paul. Yeah, you. Yeah. But before, we didn't know each other. It took hard work. It took discipline. We had to actually show up at each other's houses.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it actually took, like if we're going to invite them over for dinner, we actually had to cook a meal, guys. It actually took hard work. It took discipline for us to build that relationship together. Relationships don't just happen. Relationships are built. Amen. So this is how we build the house of God. We build relationships. How? How? How do we dig deep and form unbreakable bonds? How do we do it? Let's see how the early church did it.
0: Come on, they gave us a good pattern to follow. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to pick up in verse 41. Say, dig down deep as you turn there. Verse 41 says So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. The early church was growing rapidly. There were a lot of new faces. It took time for them to become united. It didn't just happen overnight. But they put in the work to dig down deep together. Come on, guys. You know the book of Acts. You know what they went through together. You know what they had to do to get in community with one another. Think about it. What if 3,000 people showed up to LCM tomorrow? Do you, do you think we would all just have these deep relationships with everybody that shows up? We might be able to recognize they love the Lord, they're filled with the Spirit of God, but would you have a deep relationship with them? How would you know if you didn't first dig down deep with that person? What would those relationships really be? They would be shallow. So forming familial familial bonds actually works. See, a house in Hebrew is bet, right? That's a family. This is what we get to build around, family. They had to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional when you're digging down, right? How many of you have been digging something and you hit a rock? You want to stop the project right there. You hit a root, you're like, yeah, I'm done. That, that, that's enough. How about when, you, when you're digging in the wrong place? You got to be intentional in the way that you dig. You got to keep at it. It takes a lot of work to build up that relationship. It didn't just happen. They had to build relationships.
1: Let's keep going in verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So the early church was devoted to one another. That's how they built up God's house. They were devoted to one another. How are we going to build up God's house? Be devoted. We've got to be devoted to one another. You can't just show up to a service. And have a five-minute conversation with somebody. And the, yeah, fellowship for the week. Done. Check. That's not devotion, is it?
0: That ain't going to pass inspection.
1: But that, that is what church is for a lot of people. But that can't be LCM, can it? No. No. Nah, we've got to be devoted to one another. Yeah. Yeah. Check this out. Teaching was just as important as fellowship. Amen. Prayer was just as important as breaking bread. They had to actually be next to each other.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> they had to actually spend time with each other. They, they, they didn't just show up 3,000 day one We love the Lord. We believe what you're saying. Now we're brothers. Can I come over for Christmas? They didn't have Christmas. They had to spend time together, y'all, to build those relationships.
0: Amen. Let's pick up in verse 43. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And they had all things in common. Nothing was their own. They brought their possessions so that nobody had a lack. They went to the temple, and they worshiped together. They did it in each other's homes together. They prayed together. Man, how much can you tell about some someone by the way that they pray? You can tell a lot about someone by the way they pray. We need to start to develop those kinds of depths in our relationship.
1: They had to dig down deep. You know what I'm thinking about? Digging deep with brothers. No, not... Not like a, a metaphor, like literally digging deep. Um, I, I'm thinking of a night where we show up to the lighthouse. We, we, we all receive a text, all hands on deck, and, and there's poop everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh man! You had to dig through that?
1: And, and we're like, hey, Rick, watch out, man, there's poop coming out that pipe. And he said, man, this is plumbing. It's plumbing. You you know, on that night, we formed a bond that, that can't just happen anywhere else. It's because we're serving together, we're sacrificing together, loving it. Loving, standing in poop, getting our boots dirty, holding a shovel. Look, we're able to work together and accomplish something But more than anything, it united brothers that swept together. It built deeper bonds.
0: Where's Keith at? There you are, Keith. You know about some digging projects, don't you? Yeah, we dug through your foundation. We dug under the house. Man, how many of y'all were a part of that? How many of y'all showed up with tools, without tools, just ready to get to work to dig down deep? Man, it was a good project, wasn't it? And it's still going on. Look, being able to depend on your brothers, uh, there's something that you cannot just supplement by showing up and having a short conversation at church. You get in there, you dig down, like my brother said, you sweat, you bleed together, you work hard together. You go hours when you don't know when you're going to quit. You don't know when it's going to stop, but you keep going together. At the end of the digging, didn't you appreciate the people that you were working with? And the guys that helped, didn't you grow in your affection with brothers who labored alongside you? Man, hey, brother, my back is tore up right now. Can you take this over? And brother's ready to jump in there. Now I'm thinking about Rick as well. Another project, digging out his patio. And he was at it, going after it, and everybody who was there joining him was ready to get to work. We had to dig down to lay that patio. We had to have a firm foundation. But look, we're not just talking about construction projects, Right? We're talking about joining with our brothers wherever they are. We're talking about coming and meeting them in tough situations. We're talking about coming and just having dinner together and asking them what's going on in their life. What's going on with their family? How is your shalom? Come on. Preaking, preaching, uh, speaking prophetic words into one another. Man, I remember spending time with brothers in the word before prison ministry. Before I even started going to prison. And we're hanging out back there, getting in the word deep together. Ain't that right, Cody? Yeah. (laughs) Women, we ain't leaving you out. Ladies, we're not leaving you out. The struggle is real. Y'all got to dig down deep, changing diapers, wrangling up kids, cooking for all these strong men, right? How about getting a word for one another? Come on. Miss Martha, I remember you gave a word to Grace last week, that was impactful you got to dig down deep to know what's going on in someone's heart to be able to speak into their life.
1: If you want to grow in connection with, with your brothers, you have to force your way in. you got to show up. you got to show up. I mean, when I first started coming to the church, I didn't know any of you guys. But I showed up. Hey. You're all invited. I don't, I don't know how many times we're just, we're just going to keep saying it over and over again. You're all invited.
0: Amen.
1: Just show up. Force your way in. Make those deep connections. Show that you care about each other. It's not like, what can I get out of this meeting? Like, oh, if I go to this place, then these people see me, and then somehow that's, what? That's stupid. We spend time with each other because we like each other. Yeah. Maybe even love each other. If you want to make deep connections, pick up a shovel. Amen. Let's go to verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. For real guys, I know we were talking about what if 3,000 showed up tomorrow but If we aren't united together as a house with a firm foundation, how can we grow in numbers? We don't have anything to support them. The early church's foundation was so strong, their relationships were so deep that they could bear the load of increasing in number. Think about these people, they traveled together. They lived together. They were they were following Jesus, hanging on every word together, eating together, suffering together, sleeping out in nature together. That's right. And they loved it. And they loved it. Guys, the Lord has put us together in a family. This is precious. And I don't know about you, but I want my family to grow. I want it to have room to grow. But if we don't dig down deep and plant ourselves rooted, firm into a foundation, what can grow on top of it? Digging down deep is going to make us, is going to take more. Digging down deep is going to take more than us speaking for five minutes after service. It's going to take us Walking together.
0: Come on, let's talk about walking together. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9. This should be a familiar verse after the last several sermons. Say, dig deep. Okay, say, dig deep. Come on. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Man, brothers are fitted together on a foundation when they begin walking together, when they're living their life together, when they're sharing things with one another that you don't really want to, when you're being transparent and vulnerable with one another. Man, my devotion, my love for brothers in this church has deepened greatly over the last five years that I've been here. I'm thinking about my brother Rob in the back. I'm thinking about some of the walking that we've done together. Man, I've fallen pretty hard and my brother's been there to pick me back up. My brother's going through trials right now and I get to stand alongside and walk with him in that and be someone that he can depend on. That didn't just happen overnight. It took digging down deep in a relationship together. I'm thinking about Ibrahim Zakari speaking life into my life. <laughs> Chris, you know what I'm talking about, man. That brother seeks the Lord's face, and because we've spent time together, and because we've opened up to one another, we've been able to pour into each other's lives at some crucial moments. Dude, it took, it, it takes time. Amen. Our bond is deepening as we walk together. We are being strengthened. We are becoming something formidable as we walk together. Man, I think of Nick and Caleb and Spencer as I'm going through some uncharted ground with my family, not knowing how to walk this thing out. And they weren't the only brothers. But it was very specific that if we weren't sharing life together, if we weren't walking together, we wouldn't have a deep relationship to where we could have one another to lean on. Man, we are built together as we walk together. Amen?
1: Think about that for a second. We want someone to lean on during hard times. But what do we have to lean on if we don't have a foundation? That's why we have to spend time doing the work, being together, loving each other, caring for each other, learning about each other, walking together. And then when those storms come, then we get to lean on the foundation. You don't get the benefits of a foundation without doing the work to lay it first. Amen. But I want to talk about David for a second. It's all related. It's real related. Let's go to First Chronicles <laughs> chapter 12 and verse 16. Verse 16, and some of the men of Benjamin and Judah came to the stronghold to David. David went out to meet them and said to them, if you have come to me in friendship to help me, my heart will be joined to you. But if to betray me to my adversaries, although there is no wrong in my hands, then may the God of our fathers see and rebuke you. Then the spirit clothed Amasai. Chief of the 30, and he said, We are yours, O David, and with you, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. Then David received them and made them officers of his troops. Wow. These guys are Benjamites, and David is running from Saul. Who's a Benjamite? So you might understand why he's a little hesitant to welcome them with open arms. He's like, why are you here? What's going on? I'm not sure about your intentions. Yeah. 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 But what did they do? They chose the kingdom over family. They chose the kingdom over their family. They saw that the Lord was with David. So they said, you know what? The Lord is with you. So we're going to walk with the Lord. Amen. So we're going to walk with you. We're not going to walk with the people that we're related to because the Lord isn't with them. We're going to leave where we were and come to where you are. Because that's where the Lord is. Amen. And I can look across the room and I can think of all the stories of all of you leaving where you were and coming here because the Lord was here. The Lord was building a house here. He was building a family here. And you said, I want to be a part of that house. I want to be a part of that family. Please take me. Do you ever forget that you're part of the family? Do you ever forget that you were welcomed in? Yeah. 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 I bet sometimes—I know I do. Sometimes I forget. I'm like, man, what's my place? Like, I don't—I don't know if the pastors even care about me. <laughs> it's so dumb. It, it literally took about five minutes. I—I I said it out loud to to Carlos one night, and I'm like, man, that's stupid. Let me repent. <laughs> Look, don't forget, you, you left your old way of life and came here because the Lord was here. Amen. Your family was here. Amen. They chose the kingdom over their family. They came to David in a time of hardship. They didn't come to David when he was doing well. Well, it's easy to come to David when he's sitting on a throne. It's a lot harder when he's hiding in a cave. It's easy to come to a church when they've got a big building and everything's already worked out and and everything. Easy. It's a little harder to find this on Belknap. (laughs) But you did find it because the Lord brought you here. And he brought you into a family because he's building a house. Their hearts were joined together. They were united as friends. They said, we are yours, O David. And they pledged their loyalty to David. They treated him as a brother even over their family.
0: Yeah, we need to reconsider where our loyalties lie sometimes, don't we? Oh, yeah. We need to consider where we're pledging our loyalty, because God has called us into a family. None of us are here by coincidence. None of us just stumbled in here by accident. And we've seen what was here, and we love it. And we want to be built up, and we want to build others up. This is the why it's so necessary to dig down deep in our relationships, because we have nothing to build on. If we decide that we're going to congregate around barbecue, if we decide that we're going to congregate around cigars or whiskey or or nice beards, whatever it may be, that's not a firm foundation. Man, those are great things. Everything I listed is great. But it's not a firm foundation. No, these brothers surrounded David in a time of hardship. When people walk into this place, they stay here. Those that are hungering, those that are thirsting, they stay here. Because they see a brotherhood. They, say, they see people who have deep relationships with one another. And they can see that the kingdom is excelling here. Do you want that to continue to happen? We got to keep digging down deep. Let's turn to Proverbs 18 verse 24. <clears throat> a man of many companions may come to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that can't be more true than in this place. I have not been anywhere that represents what true brothers, what true friends looks like than here in this place. We're united when we bleed together. We're united when we suffer together. It becomes a covenant of blood. We become more than just brothers. We become close, deep, knit-to-the-heart friends. The Lord is calling us to give up what we had, right? We've given up what we had. There's nothing to go back to. We're gaining something better. We can become his house in this place when we lay down our old life and we say, you know what? I want to die for that brother and become even closer than a carnal, fleshly, only by the womb kind of brother. Amen? Let's
1: turn to Philippians chapter 2, 22. Dig deep. Oh, nobody, nobody, nobody's turning. Oh, oh, thank you. Paul said, but you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. Paul says that Timothy is a son. Why? Because he's proved himself by walking alongside of him. All right. We come to the house. You're welcomed as a son. You're welcome to the house. Come on in. But you also need to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what good is it? If if those guys came to meet with David and said, we're with you, David. And then it came time to fight and they're like, I'm taking a nap. No good. They've got to actually back up what they came there to do. If you come to be a part of the family, you've got to act like the family. If you want to be treated as a brother, you've got to act like a brother. If you want to have friends, you need to be a friend. It's not that complicated, but we make it complicated. That's why this word is so simple tonight. I, I hope we're all we're all tracking with us. It's, it's we're we're not changing the world. Like we're we're not like giving some mystery from heaven like who wrote Hebrews or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, I buy me coffee.
0: That's deep.
1: No. Look, if you wanna if you wanna have friends, be a friend. If you want to be loved, show love. Treat others like you want to be treated. But you know what the cool thing is in family? When you treat others like you want to be treated, then you're treated back the same way. Man, we just we we just we need to Stop judging, like, where am I compared to this brother? Um, he, he's a little bit higher than me. He's, the, well, Treester's got some really amazing gifts that I just don't have in a while. I'm just never going to live up to what he... Not true. No. <laughs> just be a brother. Yeah. Just love each other. Just care for each other. Just show that you care. I want to prove myself worthy I want to do the work and dig down deep with my brothers I want to show over years that I'm a valuable part of the house I don't want to be a piece of rotten wood flapping on the side I want to be integral I want to prove that I'm valuable to the house over years. This doesn't happen in a day. You don't build relationships in a minute. It takes time, but it's worth it. Are you willing to put in the hours? Yes. All right. I know that you are because I see it in action. Are you willing to put in the hours with those that you don't connect with very easily? Yes. Yes. All right. We, we've, got to, we've got to take this to a higher level. It's not okay that we just keep it the same. We've got to build on top of the house. Are you willing to serve alongside brothers and prove yourself? Because that's what it takes. Yeah. We, don't, we want to just be taken at face value. We want people to just take, take our word for it. But there comes a time when we really got to back it up. I want to prove myself as a good brother. I want to prove myself as a friend. I want to prove that I love you. I don't want you to just take my word for it. And I hope you don't want me to just take your word for it. Let's prove it to each other that we care for each other. Because Timothy proved his worth to Paul. That's how he became a son. We've got to dig down deep to build these strong relationships.
0: Amen. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 3. Let's talk about another brother who dug down deep. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Think about that. Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Did that just happen out of nowhere? No, these brothers were proving themselves to each other. When you look around this room, can you look at brothers and say, I love them as my own soul? Honestly, you love them as your own soul. If there are some that you can't say that about, look, it's a two-way street. It takes effort from both sides to make it happen. But God is calling for us collectively, as a whole, to dig down deep. So that we can be built up together, we 've got to look around and say, "Where am I not Where am I lacking in this? Where am I not doing this? Where am I not loving a brother the way that I love my own soul? <laughs> Maybe there's still some digging left to do. Are you willing to dig down deep to develop these kinds of relationships? Yeah. Yes. Look, it's easy to, to connect on things like we talked about earlier, what we like, what we grew up doing, things that we have in common it's easy to gather around that. But we're talking about gathering around the word. We're talking about gathering around God's will. We're talking about seeing a brother fighting for righteousness. And therefore, I want to be next to him. I want to love him as I love my own soul. And we got to grow deeper in the way that we care for one another. When we're talking to each other and we see each other struggling, and our brother was just transparent about something that's going on in his heart, and he's struggling with it, and you just... All right, good catch up with you. And you move on. Are you loving him as your own soul? Are you really caring for him? We have to know what our brother's need is and then edify him. Once we lay a foundation of friendship together, then we are able to all be built up.
1: We can't spend all of our time building a foundation because then we'll have a really nice foundation with nothing on top of it. Amen? We don't want to sleep on bare concrete floors. We want to actually have rooms. Eventually we can get to that roof maybe one day. We've got to strive to build up the church together. Let's all turn to 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to be in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12. So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, Strive to excel in building up the church. They were eager for manifestations of the Spirit. Hmm. And Paul says, that's great. Y'all do this. Strive to excel in building up the church. Come on. So building is work. Make no mistake about it. Building is work. Husbands and wives, did it take work to get your relationship where it is today? Oh, yeah. It it better take a work. If you're just coasting through your marriage, you probably won't be married very long. You've got to work at it. But we're able to expand onto God's house through this good work. Do you know the pastors, they pray about you and your family before they meet with you? That's work. It's good, pleasant work. But it's still work. Do you know that when you invite somebody over to fellowship at your house, do you think it should be effortless? No. No, it shouldn't be effortless, should it? No, because building relationships takes work. We need to put in the work. We've got to put in the work. We've got to work hard. I've got to work hard to make deeper connections with you guys. Let's work hard to make deeper connections with each other so that we can have that firm foundation so that then we can build up the church together. Amen. Have you been built up since you've been to LCM? Yes. Yes. Think about how many people that have shared a word with you. How many have corrected you? How many have encouraged you through difficulty? Raise your hand if, if any of those things apply to you. Any, any of those things apply to you? All right, we got some work to do. Some people didn't raise their hand. we got, we got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, how many people have prophesied into your life? Oh, many. So, so many people, right? We're blessed to be here. Have you been blessed? Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means? You've been built up. That's right. oh, yeah. But here's the twist. Since you've been built up, Now something's been placed in your hands. Kind of like a spear and a shield's been placed in your hands. Now you actually have something of value. You've got something of value inside of you that you now get to share. Now you are able to reciprocate because something good has been placed inside of you. Now it's your turn to build up. You now have become a builder. Now you can actually work hard, strive to build up those around you. In fact, it's necessary.
0: It's absolutely necessary. Let's keep going down to verse 26 in chapter 14. What then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. Does it say, what then, pastors? Does it say, what then, elders? What does it say? Brothers. Brothers. What then, brothers? These things must be done for building up the church. The brothers are the ones called to build. We're all called to build together. That means every single one of us is to be showing up with something to bring. Right? Do you show up to a potluck with no food? You're not supposed to. Don't just show up and expect something to happen. Show up with something to share. Micaiah, you have something to share. You're an encourager. You're an intercessor. You are bold and stout-hearted. You have something to share in this body. Amen? We do the work. We build relationships. We dig down deep to a common foundation, and then we're able to build each other up. Guys, we need this. The world needs to see this inside of us.
1: How do I know what my brother needs if I don't know anything about his life? It has to begin with a relationship rooted in Christ Jesus. It has to be built on that rock. But when I know my brothers, when we have built that foundation, when we have done the work, well, now it's time to build on top of that. There's, there's another step to it. I've got to share what's been given to me. Yeah. I get to reciprocate the love that's been given to me. I get to reciprocate the kindness that's been given to me. I get to give it back because it was given to me as a free gift. Yeah. When we know each other, I can encourage my friends because I know their struggles. Amen. Amen. I can share a scripture during the day because I know them, I know who they are, and I know what they need. And this is how we build up the house. God's building his house. He's laying a foundation here. And we've got to dig deep and build relationships so that we can build each other up. Amen. And God is building his house by uniting us together as one.
0: You know, when we got together to put this word together on Monday night, the first thing we started with was Caleb sharing some Abigail traits with me. I didn't even know he had Abigail traits for me. Man, he was building me up. He was putting this into practice before we even knew what we were going to preach. And that's how good God is. This is what we're talking about. That built me up. That said, I want to do that for him. And I know that I don't want to just do it for him. I want to do it for all my brothers. I want to continue to speak life into them and remind them who they are, the character of God that's inside of them and what they need to be walking in so that we can continue building each other up. Turn with us to our last scripture, John chapter 17. I'm going to read 22 and 23. Say build up when you get there. <clears throat> The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be, may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you have loved me. What we're describing tonight is the way to become perfectly one. you got to first dig down deep. you got to establish a firm foundation Then you have to take what God has given you and begin to build each other up. Dig deep foundations here in this body. God has planted you here for a reason. So dig some deep roots. Get deep with each other. Develop real relationships with the people around you. Don't accept surface level, shallow, superficial connections that we are usually satisfied with. Dig trenches and do hard work alongside your brother's.
1: And then build up the house around you. Maybe you're pretty well connected. But are you building up those on your left and your right? Are you coming to your brothers with a word or a hymn or revelation? It's not the pastor's job to build the house alone. That's right. It's the brother's job to build up his brothers. Brothers have to build brothers. We need you. We need you need you, Daniel Cho. We need you. We need you. We need you, Mike. We need you to pour into us so that we can pour back into you. Church, we need each other. So stop waiting for someone to come pray for you or share a word with you. Stop questioning whether or not you have some value and just give what you have.
0: Husbands, how are you doing building up your wife? Parents, how are you doing building up your children? We all know this is where it starts. So we say, you're not going to get caught building your own house. We mean that you're not building your own kingdom off somewhere else. But you do have to build up those inside your house so that you can build up those inside this house. Build those relationships. It's important. My wife and I renewed our vows to one another the other day. It was awesome. We, di- we just woke up and we did it together. Just me, her, and the Lord. It was awesome. Yeah. It was necessary. I built her up. Dug down deep and built her up. We actually We actually had two prophecies that came to us two Sundays ago on October 10th. The Lord has been speaking this message to us. For weeks. So I'm going to read them to you. The first one is, I am placing you together piece by piece, brick by brick. Who are you to question your position? Who are you to question who you are placed with? It is time to surrender your own expectations and desires and let me fashion you as I wish.
1: See, this is like a man who dug down deep And laid the foundation of the house on the bedrock. The storms then beat against that house. The winds came and the rain blew against it. But the house stood. And the Lord is digging out of each of us the things that have prevented us from laying stones up on the bedrock. Because he is stacking our lives together that we might rise to become the temple of the Lord. So the word of the Lord to you saints. Dig down deep and leave no area unsearched, for the Lord will turn over your life that he might work into you the bedrock of Jesus Christ. Guys, this is what the Lord is calling us to tonight.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. He is absolutely calling you. He wants to qualify you. He wants to let you prove your worth. Amen. To show your brothers that I am true. I am real. I am essential. I need you and you need me. And we're going to build this thing together.
0: So think about the relationships that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you. Have you worked carefully to build those relationships? Are they shallow? You've been called to dig down deep to form a foundation of friendship. Have you been expecting others to do the work and not doing work yourself? That kind of house won't stand. It's time to lay aside the self-centered thinking and press deeper into relationships with those in this house. You've been called to build up this house. Have you found yourself still building up your own house somewhere outside? God is showing us that we need to build up this house by building up those around us. As you come to the altar tonight, what areas do you need to dig down deep in your hearts so that you can be built up? What needs to be uprooted out of your heart so that you can be built up and so that you can build others up? What areas can you dig down deep so that you can build up your families? What areas do you need to dig down deep for your brother to your left and your right? Those lies that say that you don't belong here, that say that you don't have anything actually build with God has given you everything that you need he's called you here he's giving you the strength to dig down he's giving you the tools that you need to build with dig deep inside your hearts tonight so you can attach yourself to building up God's house amen
1: Lord we thank you for what you're doing in this house Lord we thank you for not leaving us as orphans we thank you for bringing us into a family Lord Lord, we will search our hearts right now for these areas, Lord, that are keeping us from being connected with brothers. Lord, we are rooting out offense. We are rooting out unforgiveness. We are rooting out bitterness. Lord, we are rooting out insecurities in our own heart. It says, I don't have anything to give. Lord, we trust you and we know you and we love you. And thank you for bringing us here into this house, into this home and building us up with it.